Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know what's crazy? I don't remember a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's like I How was you there. DJ and you don't remember. Okay, so here's the thing. I think me being in it is kind of what causes me right. not to remember it because I really didn't know that it was such a big deal. I, I understand that because you were in it. Yeah, I had no idea. I I was. It wasn't until I was in college that right. some girl told me, um, like how big a deal it was, and she was she wasn't from California, and wow. the fact that she knew. I was just like, what do you know about that? Right. And she was like, yeah, girl, everybody knows about that. And, and I was just, it, it was like years later that I found out hey, that it was such like a global sensation like right. that. And people actually know their names and stuff. Right. Like, okay. I did not know it was that big a deal. So a lot of times when that music was coming out, like, I would hear it and know it just off of familiarity. Right. But, like, I guess I just didn't take it like seriously. So a lot of times I don't be remembering the names of songs unless it was real big, but the names of artists, the names of songs, like I don't be remembering unless it was like a personal fave. But was I like super into it? Like, but how you how you a DJ and you're not like I remember the important stuff. Jack Harlow, are you being Jack Harlow right now? No, (laughs) (laughs) we will talk about that (laughs) too. No, I remember the important stuff, but it was just like, I just wasn't into it. And I wasn't a DJ at the time. I mean, I, I've always been into music, right. but I think that's kind of the part of the part of it too. Cause I was just like, I didn't, I, and it wasn't just me. I, this was the kind of the general view was that wasn't real music. Yeah. I think too, like you um, kind of said, I probably said this when you're in it, you don't see it. Then when you step out and look back, you're like, Oh yeah. shit. I was a part of that whole, but not really knowing. I was living in it, you know what I mean? Didn't Blueface go to your school too? Mm, I don't think so. I feel like I would have heard about that, but he's a lot younger than me. I think. Okay. <laughs> I feel like when he it, is, he is from the area that I grew up in, though. Okay. Because he's from Schoolyard. Mustard is from. Uh, he's from uh, Midtown City. too. Mid- you ain't banging though, right? No. You affiliated. Either. Not even. <laughs> Not no my, more. My, my mama, the way my mama was, just no. You had to play a sport or an instrument, and by the time you were done with that, you didn't have time to gangbang. Right, right, right. I never got caught up. Our cousins and family and shit, though, homies and people, you know what I mean? Yeah. You kind of, we kind of are affiliated in a way, being from L.A. Right. You yeah, you're going to know some gangbangers. Yeah. Like, that's I mean, your best friend may not horrible. bang, but their older sister or brother right. in the streets, which exactly. means, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it kind of always happened like that. My daddy was hood, though, so my dad is always say one call, one call away. <laughs> but, my parents are a lot older, too, so oh. they actually kind of bypassed the game bay right. area, like the era. They were already grown by the time that kind of came around. So even they didn't really, right. you know, they weren't in it either. So it really wasn't my dad is, my, dad my is, family like that. My dad is 63. So my dad's. Well, yeah, that's about my mom's age. My dad's probably like five years older than your dad. Oh, my dad was, he got the crack era in the games. Shotgun. I mean, yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like um, at that age, because what, they born in the 50s? 
Yeah. Fi- so uh, it was kind of like you could or could. Okay. But if you're born, if you, I get what you're saying. Yeah. If you was born in, in like the, 60s, the 70s, the 70s, you, you kind of didn't have no choice. It right. was everywhere by, and by, yeah. in your upbringing. Yeah. When you're born in the 50s, you kind of like, it's kind of your decision. Right. Um, I never heard it that way before, but that is so real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my my uncles after my dad ha- kind of had no choice but to be. Yeah. And my dad, my dad, when my dad tells stories, he tells stories of before you know he got into street life, and you know what I mean. It was yeah. still white people in South Central. Right. Exactly. You know what I like mean? my dad, he's old enough to remember when Inglewood was all white, and yeah. he to this day still hates Inglewood because it's a racist city. But even though. It's <laughs> And like 85% of the police is black. Right. You know, it's crazy, but. This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. Captain ASAP, follow wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify, Apple listeners, rate and write a review. I got a special guest on the mic. That's who you hear. LA's own DJ got a lot. And tell me about this got a lot. What do you got a lot of? <laughs> Everybody like to ask me that. <laughs> I like to let people guess, but no, um That could be a good and bad thing. And that could be very dangerous. I know. It's- Hashtag me too. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had some issues and like, whoa, calm down. Right. Uh you're doing too much. Um, so I guess it's backfired sometimes, but for the most part, like it's kind of, I like to just let people, because people going to play with it. Got a lot of what? Got right. a lot of, oh, you got a lot of ass? But no, I don't actually. But thanks. Um, <laughs> and or some people, you know, they're like, oh, what, you got a lot of music? I'll be like, yeah. Right. You got a lot of skill? Yeah. So it it's balanced. But um, I got the name because my mom is a DJ. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's dope. My mom is a DJ. Shout out DJ Cookie. Um, on the ones and twos. Yeah, she's been DJing my whole life. Wow. Um, and she always like carried a lot of. She just always. She was collecting music oh, even she before. Your mom carried a lot of shit. She carried a lot of music, and she used to always say like, she's always said, "Oh my, my DJ name should have been DJ Got It All because I got it all." Oh wow. And then she, <laughs> and then she was like. Uh, I'm going to give that name to you. I'm going to give that name to you. And I just always still felt like it was her name, though, because she used That's to say dope. it so much. So I kind of, like, I took the name, but I kind of remixed it a little bit. Because I still feel like her musical knowledge surpasses mine. So I'm like, okay, you kind you got it all. I got a lot. Right, you right. got it all, but I got a lot. So I'll just, I'll stick with that. And that's Shout out to moms, I came too. Up with it. Yeah. Because you're paying, like, homage to her. Pretty much. I'm about to say your name. Yeah. Do you, your mom still play? She does. She said she was going to retire like 10 years ago, but she don't, like if somebody calls her for a gig, she doesn't say no. Does she know how to do all the, like the software and all that? Yeah. Wow. She grew with the, with the craft. So she, she never like soon as soon as people stopped using vinyl, she did too. She started using CDs and then, um, so I learned actually how to DJ off a of CD. And so, from there, she did stick with CDs for a little while because to to jump from physical to all your music being you know on the computer, right. it was a lot of work for her to transfer all of that, especially because she was literally putting the CD in the computer drive, right. saving it to iTunes or whatever, um, and then... That's crazy. Yeah, so it was a lot of work. So she did take a while to go from CDs to Serato. Well, first she went to, uh, what is it? Digital DJ over there. No, not digital DJ. Virtual DJ. Um, what the hell is virtual DJ? It's so Serato and virtual DJ kind of. Virtual DJ came out first, I think. Um, but there, it's like a a DJing software, but they both kind of came out at the same time, and people were kind of using them. Like right. it was like either or at first, but then Serato just kind of took off. I come from the era of DJ, so my first knowledge of DJing is turntables, mm-hmm. you know, and now we got everybody on, and I'm not that old. I was, I graduated yeah, no, in yeah. 2000s or whatever, but, uh, you know, we got the turntables. That's Kid Capri, Funk Master Flex, Angie Martinez, you know what I mean? That whole, and now people are on, are on the computers. So like 
do people look down on people who don't know how to play turntables, like physical turntables? Is that a thing? Yes, that is a thing. Oh, wow. Um, Your mom know how to do both. My mom knows how to do both. She's not one of them people who look down. She, like I said, as soon as she had the opportunity to not carry those heavy-ass crates, she was done with it. Wow. So I get, I get both. I feel like a lot of the older DJs who, not a lot. It's just it's just maybe half and half. Um, a lot of the older DJs who actually had to carry those crates, they don't look down on me in my experience. Right. They don't look down on me like they think it's cool. Right. They think it's, you know, they love it. Um, there is some people who feel like, oh, if you don't know how to do that, then you're not a real DJ. Um, I don't agree, obviously. DJ um, Cookie is lit, though, because <laughs> she... Is my parents' age, and she was that's like a male dominated field, yes. So, for exactly. her to be in the game for so long mm-hmm. and then pass it down to you, you yeah. making your name, you know what I mean? Your entry into DJing is different than other female DJs because you had the reference of your mother, yeah. So, were you aware that it was like a male dominated thing? Or? I was still aware because uh, one thing about my mama, she gonna uh, let tell me everything. Right. Um, and my mama didn't train me up to like be a DJ. She right. wasn't never teaching me how to DJ because she wanted me to be a DJ. Uh, I'm the last of three, and the two before me, she kind of tried to do that, and they didn't want to be DJs. Right. So I guess she like by the time she got to me, like she didn't put it on me. Um, but I always just had a natural a knack for it. Yeah, I just always had a natural uh, attraction to it. Like. I've always just been like, what does this button do? What right, does that right. do? How do you do that? Um, and so I just kind of did it on my own. Like, even when I went and bought my own equipment and everything, uh, I just did it on my own. But my mom, um, she, she's she's a talker. So, <laughs> so <laughs> everything that she mic? was dealing with, yeah, she, on the, she talks a lot on the wow. mic. But everything that she would be dealing with, with being a female, I would hear it. Right. You know, she didn't hide it from me or anything. That's pretty dope, though. Have you guys played together? We have. When was the last time? Um, probably like last year. Oh wow! Yeah. Which so like, what type of music is your mom playing? My like Cook I said, she liked to she liked to stay up on it. Oh, My wow. mom would be telling me about stuff. That's like, dope. Damn. I think the last song she told me about, um. And I hadn't heard it, and I didn't know it was going to be a hit, was A Whole Lot of Money by Bia. She was like, you got that song? Oh, so your mom has an ear. Yes. Wow. She was like, you got that song? I'm like, I'm like, what song? She's like, A Whole Lot of Money by Bia. I'm like, who is Bia? I didn't know who she was talking about. I didn't know right. nothing about the song. I just went and listened to it. I'm like, okay, it is a little bit banger. You know, it's a banger. But some stuff you hear to be a banger, and they still don't blow up. Right. And it, like, literally, I think, like, a week later, I was like, damn, I'm hearing that song. I am hearing that song a lot. She was like, you got it? I'm like, yeah, I got it. Because she be calling me to make sure, like, you own it, you own it. So, yeah, mama, she be on it. So we could both do each other, like, so a lot of times, like, let's say this we, we we do a mixed crowd. Right. So I'll kind of let her play the oldie. She'll let me play the younger stuff. Right. But if we wanted to switch, we could. That's I could dope. play the older stuff, and she could play the younger stuff. I'm going to have to get, uh, we'll have to get DJ Cookie in the chair because <laughs> I want to hear her stories because, Oh man, she man! Got I know she got stories for days. Did you have have you played at World on Wheels? No. Has she played? I don't think so. So my mom. What are the iconic <clears throat> venues that your mother has played that you have played at? So the thing with my mom, and I guess that we have in common is I think when she first started DJing, she was DJing venues and stuff at right. first. But then as soon as she realized, like, it's not that much money. Right. Uh, you make more money doing private events, birthday parties, yeah. weddings, that type of stuff. She focused on that. So right. she's always been kind of more of a private okay. event thing. Because even, even when I told her, like, I wanted to do, like, bars and stuff, because I just want to do it, it's not for the money. Um, I just want to do it because, first right. of all, it's a different type of crowd. And then it just, you get more publicity. Right. She she was just like oh no, <laughs> so I guess she just had bad experiences being underpaid in those type of uh, venues. Shout out to DJ Cookie though. Yeah. What song she gonna play by the end of the night that I know she's gonna play? Uh, I don't really work like that. Okay. Um, I judge the crowd. Um, and 
what I think will make them go nuts depends on how I have stereotyped them for the night. Um, and uh, I always kind of say, like, um, DJing is, like, one of the only jobs where it's, like, you need to stereotype people. Wow. Do you have, like, a specific crowd or genre that you like to go to, run to? Well, I'm black, so I like working for black people, but, um, (laughs) but, um, I'll be honest, I do a lot of Hispanic parties. Wow. Um, this, I got this from my mom. Um, so when I first started DJing, I just decided I'm not turning nothing down. Right. Uh, I don't care if, if y'all want me to do a genre that I've never heard of in my life. I I didn't turn it down. Right. Um, so I did a lot of like. I did a couple of EDM parties. Oh, wow. I did a couple of I did a country wedding where they didn't want to hear anything if it was not country. Wow. And I don't listen to country. I'm not about to be but I'm you not worked about it to, out. I worked it out because I, I did my research. Right. Um and I, I know a little bit of country, but Leanne Rhymes, Taylor's old school Taylor Swift. Yeah, I probably know like a lot of old stuff. Like I I didn't know like what's the new hot country songs. I really right. didn't know. But I did my research. Um, you know, they usually it was a wedding, so they hired me. But you yeah. threw in like, is California Love a wedding song? That's on a wedding playlist. It can be. It's you like, gotta judge your crowd. I wouldn't like me personally. I kind of hate that song. It's like cheesy now. But right? yeah, it's cheesy. But everybody. So, sometimes the cheesy stuff work depending on your audience. When I play for a lighter complected <laughs> crowd. The cheesy stuff hit harder. Right. Um, and then if, if I go too deep in the crates, they're going to sit down and look at me crazy. So you got to. What's the cheesy playlist? I'll say a song that I be playing. Well, that I, I only play it if they ask for it because I really hate the song. But they do be asking for it. And that's the cha-cha slide. Is that cheesy? Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Cha Cha Slide. Yeah. What, what is the other one called? There's a Cupid Shuffle. There's a Cupid Shuffle. Cupid Shuffle a little bit better. The wobble is not cheesy to me, but that Cha Cha to oh god, I hate playing That's it. That's what it goes. One step now, Tom. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, but I feel like they're all the same. I feel, and I feel like they all are the very, same to you. Yeah, they're very I, black. It's levels for me. Wow. The wobble. The wobble is a little bit more edgy. Yeah. And a little bit more. You know what I mean? What kind of music is that? In? Is that rap? Well, the wobble is, um, but my mama otherwise, the, they're too. they're line dance songs. Okay, okay. Yeah. I wonder if they get bread off those songs. Hell yeah! Because that they've been playing the cha cha slide, but mm-hmm. since the beginning of the time. Yeah, I'm so, certain they do. I, you know what song I think is on like on a cheesy playlist now that wasn't when it came out, Gene Wine Pony. I feel like that's like a it's wedding g- song. Yeah. I definitely play that for. It's a couple of songs that when they came out, they was like hot black songs. Right. But now I don't even really play them for black people because it's not going to get a reaction. Right. So I'll say Pony is one of them ones. I could play Pony for black people, though. It depends on the crowd. Um, I'll say uh, like No Diggity is one of them songs. Yeah. Um, California Love. California Love, one of them songs. Uh, fucking uh, get low by the Yin Yang Twins. Yeah. They go crazy for get low. I love playing it for uh white people. <laughs> they go crazy and they kind of give it kind of, cause it is kind of cheesy for us. Right. So I don't play it. So I go a while without hearing it sometimes, and then I play it for him, and I get them, and I get that reaction of kind of like when it first came out, like it's the right. hot new shit, and I it's fun. That I is like so, it. You know what song is creeping on a cheesy playlist? What? And it, y- y'all wearing it out. This is my beef with DJs. Can we talk? We gotta retire that. Yeah, I be trying. Yeah, I be trying to play other Tevin Campbell songs. But but <laughs> but the response to that song. The gets- response to the song is great, and as a DJ, you love when they gonna sing along, especially if they doing it at the top of their lungs. And that is one of them songs that they're gonna sing along at the top of their lungs. How long that song has been on the playlist? I feel you know, like that just happened within. Like, yeah, the- it it ain't always been like a for sure go to. Almost, it's that and uh, like uh, before I let go, Black Street. No, no. Oh, uh, uh by, or the 
Well, Beyonce remixed it, but the Frankie Beverly and Maze one. Okay, that's the cookout song. So that song yeah. has always been on the playlist. It's always been on the playlist, but Thank it you. it wasn't always like because, like you said, it was a cookout song when older people you hear it. Right. But now we hearing it like at Young everything. People. Do you think that Beyonce kind of? Sparked the interest. It happened in that. before. Oh wow! Maybe Beyonce did it because it was kind of. Right, right, right. yeah. Oh wow! You know, so you know, it's a bomb cookout song, what? and I don't think you get enough love. Candy cameo. It's I I I play that one a lot. That, but it's like I can never get tired of that. Yeah. And I feel like when I was in the UK, that's what they play in the UK. That's like their. Mm. We play before I let go. Or like an Earth, Wind, and Fire song. Uh-huh, yeah. That's like our cookout song. They play Candy. They don't play Before I Let Go at all in the UK. Mm. And when Candy came on, when I was out there one time, everybody got up and just went crazy. I was like, what? And he was like, you don't know this song? You don't know? Oh, what, do you, what do you mean? I don't know. They're from the United States. How yeah. do you know this shit? <laughs> and then I asked my friends and shit. And I was like, what's the cookout song? Everybody I asked from the UK or Europe, what's the cookout song? They would say, Cameo, uh, Candy, Cameo, Candy. Mm. I'm like, Oh, okay. But uh, I never get tired of that. I never get tired of any of the cookout songs. But I do think mm-hmm. that the Tammy Campbell thing is becoming um, I don't know, kind of like a cheat code. Yeah, yeah, and, which is okay. And I guess the problem with that is like Tammy Campbell got so many other good songs. I know, yeah. That kind of shit on Can We Talk? Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's almost like if you play those other songs, then it's almost kind of your crowd. It's like, well, then now I know you're going to play Can We Talk because you played this other Kevin Kevin Gamble song. You got to play this one too. So it becomes like more of a requirement to play it. I mean, I still love that song. I'm not tired of it yet. Yo, since I got your attention, if you haven't, make sure you follow the spot wherever you listen to podcasts and Apple and Spotify listeners. Don't forget to rate and write a review. You know what song I really like to play because it always. Oh, you, wait, 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 wait! Back to the cheesy playlist. Oh, okay. Martel, Martel Jordan. This is how we do it. Definitely for yes them. Don't play it for us. <laughs> I do not play it for us. No, right. but yeah. Oh yeah, I definitely pull that out for other people. <laughs> but what what are you saying? Uh, I'll say one of the songs I really love playing that always gets a really good response. Um, is uh on the hotline by Pretty Ricky. Oh wow! It and it and it from everybody. From everybody, I, honestly, if they under forty. Wow, I mean that was a great that was a great song. It yeah, and but, I think that what people that's what people be thinking like oh because the beat like it come on and people be like oh shit like it's not necessarily I think more DJs are starting to catch on because at first like I felt like it was just like me and then I'll be going to more stuff and I'm like ah now everybody playing it a lot I think people catching on that that's the one wow but um that is interesting mm -hmm. you say that because okay I see it I see pretty Ricky on the hotline I see people respond to that yeah they respond to that well like if your crowd is dead for a number of reasons too because of the time it represented the time Mm -hmm. it came out the way music was, I mean, the guy just went to prison, so it's a lot of you know yeah. what I mean? social media banter around. That. I'll say one of my cheat codes is for it's not a song because you ask like what's what's like my thing that I know is gonna get people going. I'll stereotype my crowd. Whatever was like the hot shit that came out when they were about twenty, right? That's the song. Yeah. Whatever that is. So, or teenager, older right. teenager though. Right, right. Whatever that, that is. So if 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 the crowd is 30 and the song is about 10 to 12 years old, whatever the songs was that super hot at that time, that's the one that's going to make give them that nostalgia. Right. Um and just turn them up, take them back for but not but still take them back without them feeling like it's an oldie. You know, let me ask you this. I feel like this is an L.A. thing. I say this is an L.A. thing because my friend from New- my friends from New York came out here. They were like bugging out about it. They had like a gospel set at the club one time. Oh, they- yeah. That's a new hot thing. OK. Too. OK. So my friends from New York came out here and they go to Atlanta and shit all the time. They were playing like Kirk Franklin and Mary Mary mm-hmm. Shackles. And they yeah. were like bugging out. They were like, they're playing gospel at the club. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's a new thing. New-ish. New-ish. I'll say like past five years or so. Okay. 
How do you feel about that? I like it because I love gospel. Right. I'll say I am a little bit religious. Right. So, um, like, the first time I experienced it, I did feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, but then it was just like, it kind of goes away real fast, and you get into it because it's your song. I mean, Shackles is a G-Funk classic, so <laughs> very West Coast. Shout yeah. out to Mary Mary. <laughs> At the end of the day, if it's your song, like, I mean, you, and you it's positive. We're having a positive time. So yeah. Kind of sneak a word in there. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you know, as Nothing long as I'm going to see y'all twerking to it, that's why I'd be like, okay, y'all doing too much. Uh, let them let <laughs> twerk. Let them twerk. No, I'd be, like, be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but here at ASAP, we get to know our first-time guests, and what we do is an icebreaker. Five questions. You only could pick one. Okay? Okay. So you can't cheat. You can't say both. You can't say... You know what I mean? I have to answer the question. I have to answer the question. Okay. And we might dive into the question. We might just leave it alone. But you got to pick one. Okay? Okay. The first one, podcast or radio? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to. Podcast. Why podcast? It's 2022. I really don't like this. I'd be trying to listen to the radio to like try to see what's going on, and I right. never get no new information. They play the same five songs. Yeah, I don't like and it. L.A. radio do not play L.A. artists. Yeah, no. Yeah, all. that too. They really don't. Yeah, so yeah, down with the radio. Nipsey or Pac? Oh, it's a hard one. Now we 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 are on Crenshaw and Lamar Park, so. <sighs> I have to answer it? You got to answer it. Oh, my God. Okay, so your answer could be, uh, no, answer it, answer it. That's hard. Especially because I just went to the Tupac exhibit, and I have, like, a newfound love for Tupac right now. I know more Nipsey music. So there's a safe answer here. You want me to help you out? I guess, I guess this. So we're cheating. We're cheating. Okay. okay? We're going to cheat. You can say Pac, and I don't think anybody would get mad. Nipsey existed because of Pac, right? Yeah. Pac kind of laid the foundation okay. for Nipsey. You know yeah. what I mean? I'll, yeah. So, we, so I'm, I, I was leaning towards Pac. Okay. But I know. Nipsey music more. It, it's just he has a special place in my heart, and right. I was, you know, I, I was a, I was like, five when Pac passed away. Right. So I I didn't feel it like that. When Nipsey passed away, like I really I was felt tough. it. Yeah. Um so that yeah that was tough. But I guess I guess Pac. Turntables or software? Software. <laughs> Why soft oh I mean it's, it's just yeah, your laptop. It's easier. <laughs> right, right. The valley or the IE? Oh I guess I guess the valley. They were both pretty bad. The valley is not that bad. <laughs> hey, I was in the valley. The valley fed me for about 10 years. Explain the valley to the listeners. See, you asked the wrong person because I was just about to say. You don't know nothing about the valley? No, I'm an inner city west side baby. <laughs> I don't like the, the most south I really know is Inglewood. The most north I really know is like Midtown wow. and West L.A. When you start getting north of that, you lose me. You, you snob for real. Then. And, and, well, it's not even a snob thing. I just never had to go to oh, that area. You know La Brea. Area. You know La Brea. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like Midtown and West LA. Like yeah. that's my. I I went to middle school and high school. So sometimes I'll I'll kind of like say I'm from West LA because some people don't know Midtown. Right. So I'll just say I'm from West LA. Um, cause I went to high school and middle school in West LA. So it was kind of my stomping But here's ground. the thing. When you say West LA to a white person, they think on the other side of the 405. No? The other side of the 405? See, that's a whole, no, that's like. Brentwood, Mar Vista, Venice. Well, yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not far from that. Right. So I'm just, I'm just, where I went to high school, I was like just on, just east of the 405, so just on this side. Very, very central LA. Like, the most LA you could get is where you're from, to me. Yeah, pretty much. I always tell people, if LA was a donut, I'm from the hole. Yeah. Yeah. Midtown, Midtown. Yeah. Now known as Mid-City. Yeah. Beyonce or Rihanna? Beyonce. What's wrong with Rihanna? Nothing's wrong with Rihanna. But who music plays better? Plays better? I didn't say whose music is better. I said what plays better. Beyonce. Really? I thought that Rihanna would play better. She ain't re- she, she, does, she hasn't released anything in a long time. So. You be playing that Afrobeats, Beyonce stuff? Ugh, I, man, I run that album back so much. And then I just went to an Afrobeats club the other night, and I, I they was playing it. So I was like, okay, I know it's not just my American mind. Like, what Afrobeats like club you go to? Uh, Los Globos. Oh, it was wow. Afrobeats night. Okay. Was a lot of black people. It was. It, it was pretty fun. You remember the Savoy? Yeah. Remember they had an Afro <laughs> night? I never been to the Afro night. I think I stopped going before they had that. Do you remember uh what's that place called? It was in Santa Monica. And they all the Ethiopians used to be there. Uh um I feel like it was called West End or something. That sounds familiar. It was in uh Santa Monica it used to pop on Friday. All the East, all the Ethiopian Eritrean people used to be there mm. playing all the Afrobeat shit, and then like those people, I don't know what happened to that club, but then it went to uh, then all those people, my friends, they used to go to that one, started going to the Savoy. I was like, I ain't going to the Savoy. Yeah, I stopped going to the Savoy a long time ago. It was weird in there. That Afrobeat shit though, be it be knocking. I mean, that's it, everywhere you go, everywhere they could play that mm-hmm. travel. Across the globe, you're in Africa, Europe, Mexico, they play that Afrobeat shit. And yeah, I feel like America's it's, it's late hot. to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. I mean it's it's working out. Shout out to Tim's. Who else who else is Afrobeat? Uh, uh well you know, I would say Wiz Kid is like the probably the most Burner famous Boy. Burner Boy. I love Burner Boy. Really? Uh-huh. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might as well shit. He a chameleon. G Easy or Jack Harlow? Jack Harlow. Oh, word. Yeah. I really liked his first album. What about what about this album? I haven't listened to this one. What how do you feel about him not knowing that Brandy Ray J are singers? I don't get it. Um I don't see how you don't know that. Um it's annoying. Why is it annoying? Because I liked him. And it's like you acting like a white rapper now. I don't. I don't think I like <laughs> white rappers. I don't think I. But you <laughs> like Jack Harlow. I like. Yeah. I'll say like his album. So okay, when I was listening to that first album, I was like aware right. that it was very Drake like. Yeah. Um, and I was like, but it didn't stop me from liking it because I like Drake. Right. 
So it was just like, you're definitely, I definitely feel like. You're trying to be Drake. Or even if, maybe you're not even trying to be Drake. Maybe you just want to Drake sons. Right. Because you, you, he's in the right, okay, he's he in the right age group to right, right, right. For, for Drake to be, you know. I mean, they're bosom buddies now, so. Are they? Yeah. Well, they're both white, they gotta, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, I was definitely kind of like, I kind of feel like I'm listening to a Drake album. Um, but, I, like I said, I like Drake, so I liked it. I don't know. Name a Jack Harlow song besides First Class. See, I don't feel like no. I really like him. But I feel like I, I feel like, okay, I'm about to black woman you, okay, and black women you, okay. So <laughs> okay. that's a trigger warning. Anybody listening, I feel like black women like any white dude who cosplay black men because you can't even name a boy's song. You only named, you haven't named the song. You know what I mean? Y'all was like that with G Easy too. You remember when G Easy? Uh, I didn't. I did they do it with G Easy? Yeah, y'all was act. Acting a fool with you. So first of all, here's the thing. I do be listening to Jack Harlow. Um, I just noticed recently, I think it's my age. I don't remember the names of songs. Now, when I'm looking in my computer and I see the name of song, I know what I'm looking at. Right. Um, like a lot of times I'll search the artist and then I'll just look for the song that I'm looking for. But I don't know. I used to be really good with it, but I don't know. It must be my age or something. Because I cannot remember the name of the song, but I listen to Jack Harlow on a regular basis for okay, real. I'm I'm a, I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I, but do you think that people are making a big deal about him not knowing that Brandy and Ray J are siblings? Should he know that? He, yeah. I feel like everybody should know that. Right. Especially if you're like, in in music, right? Yeah. Black music. Yeah. And I feel like if you're a white person infiltrating black music, yeah. that should be a part of like black history music one on one. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But let me tell you something though. Because He was born in nineteen ninety nine and uh the boy's mind came out in nineteen ninety nine. So why would he know though, right? I disagree with that that okay. argument. Um because if you had asked, like, okay, I'm, I was born in the 90s. If you had asked any of us if we know about, like, Stevie Wonder or anybody like that, you should know. It doesn't right. matter about when they came out. They are superstars. Right. Um, and it, they're, just, they're, they're the fabric of the music that you're actually emulating, so why wouldn't you know? Right, and the music didn't stop. It wasn't like it came out in 99 and then nobody ever played it again. Right. People are still playing the song. So for, i just say, so here's my opinion, and it ain't just a white thing. Just the new generation in general, they do not know past music. I don't know why people think that that's okay, but to me, that is not okay. Right, if this is your craft, because if it was somebody who was a, who wanted to be a director, and they told you they didn't know who Stanley Kubrick was, um, you would see that as an issue. It doesn't right. matter that he's been, you know, it doesn't matter that he's old. or That he hasn't made shit in a while. Yeah, it doesn't matter if he's dead or nothing. I love you Stanley think Kubrick. You would expect them to study their craft. Right. And now they are not expected to study their craft. Okay. Music is not even thought of. It's just like, oh, I can rap. I, I, I hear this, and I think I can do what I hear. And it's like, well, no, you should know a lot more. You should you should know how to play a scale. Right. You should know at least what a scale is. Right. You should know what an arpeggio is. I don't care if you're a rapper. Right. You should know what these things, you should know music. Okay, a lot of rappers don't know what that is. But you should. Because if you ask Kendrick Lamar, he knows. Nah, Kendrick Lamar is not. If you ask Tupac, he knows. But those, uh, well, if he was alive. But yes. But okay, but Kendrick Lamar and Tupac are all of them rappers that came out in the nineties, new music. And if you think about it, in the nineties all them all them songs is especially on the West Coast, all them songs is songs from the seventies. So you know they know music. Right. And it wasn't like how today, like, oh, some producer just made this. Like Lotto didn't know that that was a... Yeah, that wasn't... It wasn't like that. When they had a song that was a sample, they knew where the sample came from. Yeah. And you would know because they would reference even little melodies in their bars. Yeah. So you know they know the song. Yeah. 
there's no excuse for them being like this right, right. now. I don't get it. I mean, why are, we, why are we letting them get away with it? I don't know. I'm not in control because I would not be letting them get away with it. <laughs> I just kind of felt like Jack, I felt like it was extremely disrespectful. Like how you. How do you not even at least just know Brandy's voice? Even right. if you didn't know the song. Even her speaking voice. Yeah, like. That was crazy. Yeah, it, it, it did. It pissed me off a little bit. And here we are giving this white <laughs> colonizer all the awards and number one songs. And I'm just like, we got to we gotta really, really start gatekeeping our culture. We really, really have to start gatekeeping our culture. Yeah, but we suck at it in general. We, have we to. always have sucked I at think it. We bi- always want to yeah. share with everybody. You agree with me, though, right? You know, I agree. I, I feel like there's a new consciousness rolling around. I agree, but I don't know if I have the same hope you have. Now, if you are now if you are in the culture and you know your history cuz I don't think that a 22-year-old or 21-year-old black rapper needs to know the history. I think a 21-year-old white rapper should know the history though. Cuz by virtue of being by proximity you're black. So, I'm the history just for existing. I think that Jack Harlow should have been a maestro when it came to... I think... You understand what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying, but I disagree. I think... Everybody needs to know. Everybody needs to know that if if we're just talking about people existing, then maybe not, which I still kind of disagree. Everybody should know their history. But um, you're, you're in a craft. Right, right. You don't know your craft if you don't know the history of it, period. Right. Period. That's wild, though. And then, and then another thing that's wild too is like, so coming up, it was who is Brandy's brother. Now it's who's Ray J's sister. She had a, that's like I can't even wrap my mind around that. Well, Ray J is a little bit more relevant than Brandy. Now, I mean, right? I, he be in the blogs more now and on TV now. I don't know if I would say. I guess. What is the, what does the word relevant really mean? Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> but the contribution that Brandy has made just to the world. Yeah. With her gift. Yeah. And this white man up here don't know anything. It was very, very, very disappointing. And just reeked of like privilege. Yes, yeah, very Number much one so. song in the country, rapping, emulating black culture, and don't know nothing about black culture. Just woke up one day probably. Yeah. Said I want to rap, mm-hmm. and we welcomed him with open arms. Yeah, gave him all the features. And he'll swear up and down like he got it out the mud, and like uh, okay, where's the mud to you? Did you see the black men carrying him over the mud? Uh, he just keep. I'm, I might have to let him go. <laughs> he keep doing stuff. Was that a big deal, or was that toned down? It was clearly terrible optics. Yeah. Then. The, Couple days later, don't know who Brandy is. It's all bad. It's not going well for him. It's really not. <laughs> you know, but again, we need to start gatekeeping the culture. And you know, when you go to a new country and you apply for citizenship, you gotta know like the national anthem and you gotta know mm. like the history and stuff. Yeah. So we need to really set up like some type of registry for these white non black rappers. So if they would decide they wanna rap today, they need to know the history behind them, the music and just the culture in general. You know what I mean? Because we 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 really, really got to start gatekeeping and yeah. not letting anybody come into our culture and monetize it. Yeah. I, I just feel like you, you need to, if you want to be in it, you need to be of it. Right. Speaking of gatekeeping culture, DJ got a lot. Why do you let people on Twitter (laughs) once a week make these general grand L.A. references? I don't let them. I be fighting back. (laughs) What is that about? And it's always kind of like the same thing. Like, we're the black men in L.A. Black men in L.A. don't like black women. Then you look at the person and you dig into their profile and where they're from and how they socialize. They're like in West Hollywood. Yeah. I I, I, okay, so here's the thing, the number one thing, LA, LA's geography right. is expensive, and, people don't- and it's so large that 
even I have a hard time wrapping right. my mind around how big it is. Right, right. So when you're used to a small town, because I don't care how big you you think your city is, it's not as big as us. Right. So and it's not even close. People it's, really do underestimate how big LA is. Yeah. So they go they go to an area and they say, "Well, I went here, 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 and here." I know everything. Well, you only, you touched maybe like 10% of LA, if that. So they make these grand generalizations off of, and most of the time they don't be going to where the real people is at. South of the 10. Yeah, they're, they're, they're north of the 10. So, yeah, they're north they're, of they're the 10. They're north of the 10 yeah. um, in Glendale. I can't tell you how many times where someone has made a general L.A. reference who is not from L.A., who live north of the tent. I would mm-hmm. say the valley. The valley, people in the valley know L.A. They know Long Beach. They know Inglewood. They know south of the Ten freeway. Okay. It's the people that's north of the Ten freeway and below the 101. North of the Ten, below the 101. That... Always make these general that's LA that's references. That's where I live now. <laughs> and these people who make these references, these things go viral so much mm-hmm. because these people be like writers or actors or model. You know what I mean? They be like yeah. influencers. They'll make I, these statements. I think some of the generalization generalizations they have a basis. They have okay, a, so they're true because they if have you a basis. live in Hollywood, you're not going to find right. You know, what so I mean? you know. They have a basis, and so it's partially true because it's their experience. Right. Um, but it's just not true because they always take their experience and they put it on, on whole city. the whole of the city. Yeah. And it's like, well, people who is native to the city don't have that experience. Right. Because we be not where you at. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I hate the one on black men. Where are the black men in L.A.? Where the, I'm like... Girl, you live in Koreatown. Yeah. For one. It's, it's a lot of y'all. <laughs> go, to, go, to, go to the district on Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Or I go, think, to, go to Long Beach. Yeah. I think, like, I'll say, like, for example, a city like Atlanta, where everywhere they go is black. Right, right. Um, So they're not expecting to have to look for blackness. Because we, we do have a lower okay. percentage of black people in comparison to other cities, for right. sure. Um, And I think... Where maybe we get messed up is like when we be from our little section and our section is black as fuck, and they be like, "Where are the black people at?" We be like, "What? Yeah, right yeah, here? Yeah. What you mean? Like we everywhere, but yeah. really we only like we only like right." You know, it's funny. <laughs> that's that's funny you said that about Atlanta because when you go to Atlanta, everybody sees black, mm-hmm. and then because the stuff to do in Atlanta. The Hollywood of Atlanta or the downtown of Atlanta is black. Yeah, it's all black. Versus here in L.A. Yeah. People come to L.A. to go to Hollywood, to go to West Hollywood. Yeah. Downtown L.A. and it's not black. Yeah. And then it's kind of dumb to just think L.A. is going to be all black. It's L.A. Right. It's Los Angeles, California. I get so irritated. (laughs) Every fucking week I see these tweets and I'm just like, this girl's not from L.A. She live out in fucking Chatsworth somewhere. Yeah. And a lot of them be thinking uh, black, black men... From LA, don't like black women, but the black their, their interactions with black men are not black men from LA, right? And so a lot of a lot of black men from other places do come here to get a little snow bunny or whatever it is because right. that's what they they wear it's at. So they don't be right. interested in black women. So like I said, they're you know the generations have a basis. It gets like it just gets all muddy because it's like. It, I don't know what the percentage of transplants is, but there are some people who have, like... I think the transplants have the biggest voice on the internet, the biggest L.A. voice on the internet. We need to take that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's because we just be chilling. Yeah. We we really, we hear on ASAP, (laughs) we taking that voice because the the black L.A. voice should not be people who are not from L.A. It should be transplants. It should be people from L.A. Yeah. And, you know... Uh, we're gatekeeping LA's culture too. So, yeah. any transplants listening to this? But what I do like what's going on in Black LA, I've noticed it lately. And tell me if you agree with me on this. There has been a lot of like 
black establishments popping up. It's like solid black yes. establishments. Yes. I don't know what happened in, during the pandemic, but y'all did y'all motherfucking thing. They really did. Because as, every time I turn around, it's, it's a new, new black And it's like some place. nice shit, And it's too. nice. I'll be like, hell no. Oh. Right, right. Like I said, I'm like I'm happy too because you know I'm a DJ. I'm like okay, I'm coming. I'm gonna be there eventually. I don't know you yet, but I'm gonna get to know you. What's your new favorite spot? Or not favorite because we, we might have them on the pod. But what you've been fucking with lately? Okay, low key, I like the district. One place I need to go, <laughs> I haven't been yet, but it looks so popping, and that's Fins and Feathers. That's all the way in Marina Del Rey, though. It is all the way in Marina Del, but you know Marina Del Rey has always kind of been. In my opinion, not a lot of black people live there, but we go there a lot to shop and do stuff. Like, you definitely going to see black people while you're there. So I feel like that was a good little Fin and Feather, they got one in Atlanta, too, I think. Mm -hmm. They have, like, two, I think. Have you been to 1010? Oh, the wine. Yeah. No, I haven't been to the wine. They got a brunch. They popping. Yeah, I heard they popping. It's nice. I don't get to go out. During the weekends, as much as I would like, and then sometimes, yeah, because I be DJing. Yeah. So, and then when I do get the chance to chill, I be trying to take advantage of that. Kai's table's nice. I DJ there. I'll be there in two weeks. Oh wow! That was another place, and and that's downtown. Yeah. That's another place that I went to, and I was just like, oh shit, it's nice. Hey, Al- and it's black. You been to Alta? <laughs> no, I got like a list. I literally yeah. been making a list. It's been so many new places. Um. I went to the Wood yeah. on Market Street. Niles popping. Nile is right down, the, yeah. literally a block away from that. Um, I've been in there. Um, I don't know if Martin's been, is black owned, but I like Martin's. I haven't. I it's not black owned. Okay. It's um, Mexican. Yes, yeah, Mexican. Right. Now, I don't know if he's Mexican per se, but he's Hispanic. Um, but yeah, because. He has like a, a three of them, right? There's three of them. Yeah, yeah, there's two like the casual restaurants, and then he opened up like a kind of like yeah. a fancy. Every time fancy I go there, I have a good time though. Yeah, the the food and the drinks. Cause he played the music. He played the music when I went to the few times I went to Martin's. They was playing the music. You know what I mean? They was okay, playing I gotta, I gotta the, that up. the cookout shit. They was playing the okay. YG. Oh, okay. you know what I mean? They was oh. playing the music and establishment music would tell you a lot about the people they want inside the establishment, right? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And I was like, okay, whoever owned this spot, they fuck with us. And it was a nice crowd. It's kind of grown and They sexy. got to. They own, yeah. if they didn't, that'd be crazy. Especially they on own La Brea. Manchester and La Brea. Yeah, right. <laughs> but shout out to LA and the people for this new uh, wave of black establishments. And what's like your dream place to play at? That you haven't played at yet? There's a lot of places I haven't played at. But I really, really, I really want to play at the Dime. That's I, that's DJ Artistic Spot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I just, I really want to, I feel like if I DJ at the Dime, I made it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a staple. Yeah. Because they're spot. known for their DJs, <laughs> yeah. you know? That place is small as fuck, though. Oh, Lord, it's terrible when you're like... <laughs> When you're like, if you get there at the wrong time and on a Saturday night, it, yeah, it's it is very, legendary very though. Bad. But it's it's that's how you know it's like a good time because people yeah. be packed in that hallway. It's literally a hallway. Shout people, out to the die. People still be in there. Where's the dream celebrity you want to like? Who would you love to play play for? Beyonce. 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 Go Beyonce. straight to the top, Beyonce. <laughs> what about city? I would like to DJ all over. I yeah, I don't I don't Okay, well let me go ahead. Dubai, Johannesburg. Oh, okay, yeah, I was thinking like domestic. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um somebody like not too long ago, I guess they were just trying to put it in the universe, but they were like, you're going to DJ in Ibiza. And I was like, <gasps> Okay, I'll That's take dope. that. I'll take that manifestation. So now it's on my mind. And I will say, like, I guess maybe because my mom was a DJ, right. that's who I looked up to. Yeah. I ain't look up to no famous DJs. Like, right. I only knew about, like, Kid Capri and shit like that because my mama loved them. But my and then my mama, the way she is, she don't like a lot of DJs. Right. So <laughs> she picky about who she like. So I just... 
I, my influence is really my mom. I started really paying attention to other DJs when I started DJing just so I could just know uh, what the climate is, right. what am I up against, what's going on. But it wasn't, it wasn't like I just came up seeing a bunch of DJs right, right. and looking up to them like that. Uh-uh. Well, you know, a bunch of little girls going to be looking up to you and listening to this. What should our listeners do ASAP? You can find me on Instagram at DJ Got A Lot, DJ Dot Got A Lot. I have a lot of, I have, you'll see my skills and everything. I'm not just trying to get my followers up. If you uh. want to see me, if you want to see me in action and everything, uh, look at my highlights on Instagram. Get her followers up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no problem with that either. Thank you for tapping. We rescheduled this so many times. <laughs> right. Beyonce, I told Beyonce 8 o'clock and Beyonce gets here at 7.59. I tell DJ Gala a lot. <laughs> Monday at eight o'clock. She changed the time four times. No. And then you said you don't be over here. You don't live too far. I mean, traffic. Traffic, yeah. But thank you for tapping in with ASAP. I want you and artistic on the mic at the same time because we're trying to do this LA thing. And we need to really come up with a coalition of gatekeeping our culture, LA culture, and black culture. And I think you two are the, the ones that's perfect to be a part of the. The tribe we're trying to start here. I admire him so much. Yeah, he's dope. Um, of I look up to him. He's the only DJ that I look up to, uh, other than my mom. In 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 that way, there yeah. are other DJs that I like. He's the first person I heard that broke. Can we talk? I remember. Can we talk at the kickback? I was you finish up. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Like I like for real. Like look up to him. Like. I, he has the type of career that I want and he's the type of DJ that I want to be. And like you having us both together, I'm like, oh shit, hold on. Cause I really, really look, I don't even think he knows that, but I look up to him like so bad. He's going to hear this. He's dope. And what I like about him too, I know a lot of DJs, but artistic, he from here, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. there's that. But he's tapped in. Like he's really tapped in. He's tapped in and he has a super deep musical knowledge yeah and that's what i admire so how i knew he was bad i seen him play like on on one hand i probably seen him play five times when he was playing i don't know what he was playing he was playing uh he went to a pharrell set Mm. he started playing like pharrell songs back to back Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like the he was playing songs that were produced by pharrell yeah and a person who knows music has to know or this early shit from mm-hmm. before Pharrell became you stuff know, that your average person does. You know what I mean? He has like, a lot of that in there. I was like, he's re- I, like he really knows that, you know, that brain of his. Yeah, yeah that was like fascinating. <laughs> I was like, oh, this shit, this dude really, really knows music. Then he went to like a little Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis thing one time, mm-hmm. and I know that because I'm a music nerd. So I'm like, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis are producers and songwriters. Yeah. They're not like Pharrell or Timler or somebody like that. Right. They behind the scenes 150%. Yeah. But he played like three or four Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis songs back to back. And I'm like, oh, this dude really, really mm-hmm. like knows music. You know yes, what I mean? He's not real, just real, he playing what's hot. And I'm like, that's talent. That's somebody that really, like we were saying about Jack Harlow, yeah. that really studied music and that knows the culture and get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's something you're born with, too. Yeah. And he was raised by musicians, and you could tell. Okay, so. Um, like, same same with me. Right. right. My, not my dad, but my mama. Right. Yeah. Any instruments? I played piano for, like, two oh, years. Oh, wow. Don't ask me to play now. Oh, so I you grew up with play. money? No. No. Oh. No. Were you taught or you learned? You I, I was taught. Okay. I was taught. You had a piano in your house? I did have a piano in my house. It was a small piano. You grew up with money. No, I did not. We were All on right. Section 8. <laughs> I swear. Are we putting uh, Auntie Cookie business out <laughs> in the streets like this? <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.